Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. And welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we celebrate Keyforge, its wonderful community, and of course, the excitement of Discovery. I am still somehow here as your co-host, Ed Pocock, and I am joined, as always, from my evil twin from across the ocean. It's Zach Armstrong. How are you doing, Zach? I'm good. I am feeling great, feeling especially twenty, especially uh, evil. So it should be should be a good day. Gonna go, uh, gonna go. Switch up the tide a couple times. Confuse my opponents. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And for some unfathomable reason, our uh, our guest from from the previous episode, uh, Keyforge developer Aaron Haltom, has not run away, and uh, we are delighted to be once again joined by him here. So, Aaron, great to have you back. Thank you, thank you. I I appreciate all all the puns that you're making. It makes me just miss Brad more than I already do. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're massive key fortunates. <laughs> oh yes, it's it's true. And a community member did find a unfathomable drop, uh, possibly by Mr. Brad Andres, months before anything came out about Dark Tidings. It was uh, quite funny. So uh, yes, foreshadowing. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. It was his asides to the camera where, on a Crucible cast, he'd in, almost in slow motion say something, turn to the camera, and just raise an eyebrow and stay <laughs> stay like that for a prolonged period of yes. time. I, yes. I believe I believe the exact phrase on uh, Archon's corner was, "Oh, it would be unfathomable for me to spoil anything." So it was. Uh, I, I, I'm sure he was absolutely delighted in himself in that moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll go back in a year's time, Zach, and see all the things that Aaron's dropped in, <laughs> in this episode and the last one. So, Indeed. Why have we brought Aaron back? I mean, he was great last time, but why, why is he here, Ed? <laughs> I just thought you were being rude then before I realized. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great segue, Zach. Um, <laughs> What's this guy still here so, for? <laughs> Here on Call of Discovery, we bring our guests back for a second episode to do a deck discovery episode. And uh, yes, on this episode, we ask our guests to bring an episode, uh, an episode to bring a deck that is strange, otherworldly or otherwise surprising in some way. And Aaron, you have brought an absolute godsend of a deck. So what is our what is our deck today called? It's ever changing Ira of the mansion. Sanctum Saurian Untamed uh, Mass Mutations deck. Fantastic. 
mass mutation. We do love mass mutation decks for all of the extra uniqueness that's tossed their way with the uh, with the enhancements. Um, and uh, how did you come across this deck? Um, which is an interesting question to ask, you know, someone who works on it. Like, did you steal it off of an office printer? Did you actually go to a, you know, a, a safe pickup at a friendly local game store? How did you get your hands on this one? <laughs> uh, this is a actual printed deck. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I uh, ordered, uh, you know, my, my employee order and uh, I got all my boxes and I was like, I'm going to open one a day to uh, kind of give me a, a good start to each day, you know, check out a new name and uh, see what's in there. And I, I was doing that for a while, you know, it was, it was a good sort of daily ritual. And then I was so excited when I got all my mass mutations, I think I opened them all in the course of like three days instead of <laughs> several months. Uh, and uh, so this was one of the decks in there and it was, uh, one that immediately uh, jumped out to me because it had um, two Dark Queen Glorianas and three Glorianas Attendant. And I know that those all give two Amber Icon Enhance or two Enhanced Amber Icons. Uh, so I knew there would be a ton of Amber Icons floating around that deck. So I was like, this is one that I have to actually open up and uh, go through it and see where all these Amber Icons landed. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Looking at the list here, if my count is correct, uh, that's that's ten uh, bonus amber icons and twenty one total printed amber icons. If the if the count is correct, there. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, <laughs> it is a good deal of amber, <laughs> uh, and it's it's also got high amber generation in um, the two uh, dark fairies that it has in it. Um, which have fight gain two amber and uh then uh it's got a pretty good concentration of creatures and untamed and it's got low dawn so that can uh and the low dawn has an amber icon so you can gain four amber and shuffle some untamed creatures back mm -hmm. in when you play a late game low dawn which is like you're, you're already gaining so much with the dark fairies and whatnot and then they finally think that they've killed your creatures and dealt with it and then you play low dawn and get all that back and four amber at the same time so it's pretty gross <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic um talking about the dark queen glorianas here uh i know having seen discussions in the community dark queen gloriana uh, I'll, I'll call her tricky <laughs> because she's got uh three power they to enhance of course of the amber and then play return a friendly non-untamed creature to your hand so Usually, uh, that's you know going to slow you down a bit because you're adding a non-untamed creature to your hand. Uh, so, what do you usually pick with her, and and how do you take advantage of a, a pretty wacky ability that could end up slowing you down? Uh, yeah, it is. It is almost kind of uh, anti synergy in a way. Um, but uh, I've also got you know some other uh, creatures that have some amber icons on them. So my uh, Citizen Tricks and Faust the Great have an amber icon on them. Um, and my uh, Gizzleheart Zealot has an amber icon and a capture icon. So I tend to try and go for one of those and sort of keep that train rolling of <laughs> being able to just rush and instantly gain amber from what you play. Um, but the uh, Saurian House is just pretty solid in general. So I, you know, when I'm not calling untamed i'm calling saurian most of the time i think sanctum's probably the weakest house in this deck but uh you know sometimes i go to that also occasionally when i need uh 
you know, the removal or <laughs> the, fang, the fangs of Gizzle Heart removal or something like that. <laughs> so, Aaron, tell us a little bit about your experience playing this deck. I realize we've had this nasty global pandemic and playing experiences might have been fewer than, than you might have had otherwise. But what memorable experiences have you had with this deck? How does it how does it play in practice? I yeah it it has been uh it was sad that I got it like right before uh the 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 lockdown started happening and uh I haven't gotten to play it in person with people uh but I have gotten to play it uh online with people and uh actually uh, the the games that I've done the most are uh playtest games I mean naturally most of my keyforge happens on the clock to some degree uh i get to uh uh you know play with uh tyler parrot a lot um online and uh so yeah we've we've been uh having a lot of fun with with this particular deck this is more my high tier deck uh when i want to bust out a good deck to uh <laughs> to try a new set deck versus or something like that um this is this is more my high level you know good deck that I tried again. Uh in, in playtesting we kind of have a system of like uh green, yellow, or red decks where green decks are like a a average strength deck that you would just open on a random pull. You know, they they might be good enough uh to win a uh, sealed uh event. But then like yellow decks are like they they could win a a store championship or something like that. They're a pretty good deck. Uh they're they're one of the best decks in in the average players collections and then red decks are like the crazy you know absolute best deck in your collection the like the one you would take to a vault tour kind of level of power um and so so this is this is more my you know yellow yellow to red i'm not sure i own any red decks honestly but uh, this this is more my yellow to red level of deck you know it's it's uh, probably one of my strongest ones i feel like yeah, that's uh that's fantastic and I can certainly see uh why with that at the very at the very least you can just play whatever gets you the most amber. Um but besides uh just bursting for amber by laying cards down on the table thanks to uh uh two Glorianas and all of her attendants really uh really doing their job here um and providing you so much amber. Uh what are some other really fun tools in this deck that are that are fun to use either with uh uh, maybe like creature removal tricks uh, or any control sort of tricks that this deck might have up its sleeve. Uh, yeah, it it does have some some good removal um, between. Uh, so so one thing I like to do is you know hedonistic intent uh, or something like that to exalt enemy creatures, um, and then I can uh, you know use a sorry about that to destroy it or <laughs> uh, that on the, that's on the same turn or. Uh, like I said, the Sanctum also has good removal, so if I can uh, manage to find a target that's got a lot of amber on it, I can continue sort of playing into the uh, rush strategy by destroying that creature with, uh, you know, Fangs of Gizzleheart or uh, uh, what's the other? Oh, Axiom of Grisk, but that won't that won't hit uh, the ones with amber on it, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, they've got a lot of good. Uh, it's got a lot of good creature control. Yeah, certainly. In in that vein, this deck does have. Uh, what is at least by flavor, and honestly, it's a pretty good card in and of itself. Uh, in Mass Mutation, one of my favorite Saurian cards of all time, honestly, is Blast uh, Blast from the Past. 
which if you haven't seen this card in the wild, it's a Saurian action. It says play exalt a friendly creature, archive a Saurian creature from your discard pile, deal damage to the, uh, excuse me, deal damage equal to the archived creature's power to an enemy creature. So it lets you basically shoot, <laughs> shoot a friendly dinosaur at an opponent and you get to archive them, which uh, I have a deck with both Gladiodontist and Deacillus, which means, um, uh, if as long as there's that red diamond with the number in it, I can archive that card and blast somebody into smithereens. And it's, it's just so much fun. Oh, that's just so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That does sound good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The the clarifications on how, uh, the gigantic creatures works was very helpful for blast from the past. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, as I was talking about the um, different uh, cards in my deck that can exalt and things like that, it re- reminded me that uh, I the only thing I'm disappointed in this deck probably is uh, where the capture icons ended up. Mm. Uh, because the capture icons landed much more on like the Sanctum cards, and I was hoping they would land more on the Saurian cards and uh, have lots of good uh, uh, synergies with, uh, you know, things like faust the great and oh yeah but uh the the one icon where i was really happy with where it landed was the um amber icon on rapid evolution pretty sweet because then you're immediately gaining two amber so that's all the more plus one power counters you have to stack up on one of your creatures and usually usually i like to do a beast so that i can continue to or you know or i'll put it on flumph and then i'll let flumph continue to pump itself or any other beast that i get out so it can uh, also get crazy that way if i need to do some fighting <laughs> sure sure rapid evolution i think has done a lot of work in mass mutation with untamed uh several untamed setups can be so bursty in the set that rapid evolution giving that plus one power counter for each amber you have uh as just an instant you know 10 11 12 13 power creature depending on <laughs> depending on how big you've gone that turn yeah which is a fun thing about you know uh keyforge being a race and not a fight to the death is that we can explore some absurd power numbers and yes doesn't actually break the game. yeah <laughs> yes yeah yeah so yeah uh, i mean it's amazing with mass mutations that it adds that extra element of thinking about thinking about the game thinking about a deck is where have my pips landed and is that good or bad for me and i'm sure there are people out there with certain pips on certain cards that maybe even no one else in the world has um but if if you aaron could pick a card to have in this deck that you do not currently have that would change the way it plays make it more consistent or just do something really wacky what would that card be oh that's a good question that's a good question um is it because it's it's really a sacrilegious question for keyforge every time it's just the archons (laughs) frown on us every time we ask it don't say is it zach It's a cool discovery question. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's a. It's a good brain space exercise for Keyforge, I guess. Uh, I think Fandangle could be really good in this uh untamed set. In this untamed yes. power. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I get a lot of amber, but I also wish that like my dark fairies could come in ready and 
Yeah, that would be that would be super super decent in this deck. Um, and just give your give your untamed even more of a reason to um to go go crazy. Yeah, well, Aaron, thank you so much for uh coming on today to talk about your deck ever changing Ira of the Mansion. It has been a delight to go through this mass mutation deck with you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you so much. If you're enjoying Call of Discovery, please subscribe on your podcast app of choice. If you're new to Keyforge, please visit the new player guide on Archon Arcana, which is the Keyforge wiki that we've linked below, where you can get started on your own unique journey into this wonderful game. If you are looking to support us, Call of Discovery, monetarily, please visit our Patreon, which we've also linked below, where you can sign up to support us monthly and enjoy rewards like our exclusive discords, where we get many topics and questions for the show like we did today. Let us know what you'd like to see more or less of in future shows by interacting with us across all of the social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or send us an email at podcast at callofdiscovery.com. And be sure to check out that website, callofdiscovery.com. But most importantly, if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? 